Hello and welcome to the Dynamite Podcast. My name is Joe Rybant, and each and every week we'll be here talking about the week ahead, the week that was, and much, much more. This week we have another special Dynamite event to mention as our first ever crossover, Red Sonja Claw, hits the racks at comic shops across the globe this week. And I'm talking about the trade paperback, and technically it was out last week, but we forgot about it and left it off the emailer last week. So, uh, also left it out of the podcast, so I am going to mention it here. Now, of course... <clears throat> For any fans picking up this or any of our other Dynamite comics, be sure to head on over to the Dynamite message boards and tell us what you think over there at dynamiteentertainment.com slash boards. We've been known to reward fans and posters with exclusive comics, so head on over now and take part. As I mentioned, Red Sonja Claw, Devil's Hands Trade Paperback, Diamond Code, October 060275, ask for it by name if your retailer hasn't stocked it. Written by the mighty John Lehman, art by Andy Smith, covers by Jim Lee and Gabrielle Delato. Collecting the thrilling four-issue miniseries, Red Sonja, legendary crimson-haired she-devil, and Claw, the cursed warrior, are thrown together as unlikely allies against a despotic evil sorcerer. The problem is, that enemy may be the only one who holds the key to unlocking the terrible curse Claw must endure. Co-published, of course, with Dynamite Entertainment, collects the four-issue miniseries from Wildstorm Productions. This was our first crossover, and of course we have since gone on to announce and we are working on the Marvel Zombies Army of Darkness crossover, another crossover with Red Sonja, uh, and uh, more crossovers in our future. But this one was the first. It's a great Red Sonja story. John Lehman turned in a great script. Art by Andy Smith is fantastic. The covers by Jim Lee uh, and Gabrielle Delato are incredible, and we do highly recommend you go check it out. So that's the only book to look for this week uh, from Dynamite, unless, of course, you need to stock up on any of the reorder covers, uh, variant covers, or any of the books that you may have missed over the last couple weeks. Next week in your local comic shop, and we'll talk about these in next week's podcast, you can look for Lone Ranger number 4, Red Sonja number 19, which, of course, is the beginning of the Animals storyline and features the debut of artist Holmes from Red Sonja, Queen of the Frozen Wastes. Holmes will be drawing issues 19 through 24 at the very least, while Mel Ruby is hard at work on a top-secret Red Sonja project. And you can piece some uh, info together from there and try and figure out what that might be. Announcement on that coming up in the next week or so. Also next week from Dynamite, look for Borderline, which is Eduardo Riso and Carlos Trio's uh, epic post-apocalyptic sci-fi masterpiece uh, collected and presented for the first time ever in English. This is the first of a projected four-volume series. And also next week from Dynamite, Essential Painkiller Jane, collecting all of the non-Dynamite Essential uh, Painkiller Jane comics from Event, and of course Painkiller Jane created by Jimmy Palmiotti and Joe Casada. you got a lot of great comics in there. And we are hard at work on Painkiller Jane number zero, actually finishing the art on that, uh, scripting issue number one, and getting ready to launch the new Painkiller Jane series. It's called The Infidel, and it's going to be a great ride. A few housekeeping notes around the web. Uh, over the last couple of days, you can head on over to newsarama.com, and you can check out the entirety, whole thing, of Lone Ranger number three for free as we prepare to ship, of course, number four next week. So head on over there and check out number three if you have not done so. 
And of course, for all those supporting the Lone Ranger, we thank you for your support. We've put the finishing touches on the free comic book day uh, issue in terms of the art. We're finalizing that as well as the other side of the free comic book day issue being Battlestar Galactica season zero, year one, number zero. We're still working on the exact title of that. Also around the web, our friends at Wizard Universe wizarduniverse.com, of course, put together a Savage Tales roundtable. You can check it out over at their site as well. And I'm going to give you a few excerpts here uh, from three of the creators doing the three uh, new stories in Savage Tales. Of course, we have Red Sonia in Savage Tales, and we let her speak for herself. And that Savage Tales story is by Ron Mars and Adriana Batista. But the three new stories are, of course, uh, the Battle for Atlantis by Leia Moore and John Repion, and they have this to say about their story. Our story is set in a primeval world, before ancient Greece, before Egypt, on the lost island of Atlantis. We get to see it in full swing, at its most expansive and far-reaching. It's a boom in the civilization, but there are cracks beginning to show. There were ten kings who ruled the island between them, and they get together in a special meeting to discuss the most important events in their world. We learn a lot about the world through their stories, and we soon realize that there might be trouble in paradise. We have put a lot of cool things in from real Atlantis mythology, but keep it as fantastical as possible. Really get as much mileage out of the ideas as possible. It's definitely aligned with the fantasy adventure tradition, from Prince Valiant, Tarzan, and Jason of the Argonauts, right through to Lovecraft and Lord of the Rings. And I just took a look at the finished, well, close to finished pages of... Battle for Atlantis, which of course will be drawn by Pablo Marcos and colored by Stefan Sedgwick, and the book looks, that part of the book looks fantastic. Also in Savage Tales, we have The Elder Things by Mike Raked, and he talks about his story, The Elder Things Fell to Earth, saying it's pretty straightforward, the title says it all. The beings known only as the Elder Things fall to Earth in man's prehistory and bring along with them the very dark being known as Cthulhu. With no way off of Earth, the Elder Things have to find a way to contain Cthulhu before he infects the world around him with his madness. Nearby is a small fishing and hunting community whose leader, Kron, attempts to help the Elder Things and offer his tribe's manpower. Unfortunately, Cthulhu has other ideas and his madness begins to creep into the community, driving many of Kron's people out of their right minds. Good old-fashioned savage action and chaos ensue. It's your basic tale. Introduce something alien into a society, stir in a little dark dreams and insanity, add in spears and other sharp objects, and watch what happens. It might get a bit bloody. And it certainly does. The art in that story is by Pere Perez, and of course that book, uh, that issue, is also finished, and the pages look fantastic from that. Also in Savage Tales, we of course have The Hunter from the pages of Red Sonia, and The Hunter was first introduced in Red Sonia number seven, and that will be uh, featured in uh, an upcoming trade paperback collection that we're putting the wraps on. Uh, that's called Aerosmiths. But we have the Hunter in Red S in Savage Tales number one, and co-writer Mike Oming says we're showing the events of Red Sonia eighteen from another side as we take a look at the death of the Barat Nafore, who was killed and devoured by Kulan Goth in Red Sonia number seventeen. From, and we're showing all this from the Hunter's perspective. The Hunter has been with us since issue 8, full appearance. He technically was around in issue number 7. And this is the first time we're looking to take a look inside and what makes him tick. 
And, of course, the art for that is by Kevin Sharp, and those pages are in as well. Savage Tales number one is being finalized. We have uh, Savage Tales number two coming up, which we'll be soliciting in May. We have the covers for that in more from Arthur Sudam and Richard Eisenhoff. Uh, fantastic pieces of art. Really cool-looking book. Uh, we think people are going to really, really like this one, and we encourage everyone, if they haven't pre-ordered Savage Tales number one, to tell their local retailer to add it to their list or look for it upon release. And one more online highlight to tell you about. We head back over to Newsarama, where the crew there caught up with Highlander writer Brandon Jerwa. We have a Highlander preview up there, as well as a story so far, and an interview with Brandon Jerwa as he wraps up the first Highlander storyline. And, of course, issue number five is a self-contained story. That one's done, ready to go to press. Issue number six features the debut of artist Fabio Laguna, who is turning out fantastic work, while, of course, regular Highlander artist Lee Motor goes back over to Painkiller Jane. Anyway, Jirwa talks about the next arc, saying, this one's a pretty widespread adventure. We've got California in the Old West, 16th century Japan, and 1980s England, for starters. This arc is an open and shut story on its own, but it also ties into the bigger story we've been telling since issue number zero. The first arc was a slow burn, but the gloves are off and I'm chopping heads. Connor and Duncan, the Old West, some familiar faces, ninja assassins, evil influences, and a dark quickening. What else do you need? And heading towards the end of this week's podcast, we'll take a look over at the comicsreview.com, where they recently took a look at the Army of Darkness versus Reanimator trade, and they called it, and this is uh, a personal uh, highlight in terms of a pull quote, quote, Oozy, drippy, fun. And I can't recall the last time I saw the word oozy in a review. And that, of course, is O-O-Z-Y, not the uh, submachine gun. They went on to say that AOD versus Reanimator is, quote, a riotous ride that fans of the film will appreciate. Writer James Kohorik has a great handle on Ash's character, right down to his mannerisms and trademark smart-alecky quotes, end quote. And also this week, our friend Jerome Maida at philly.com took a look at classic Bethelstar Galactica, saying, quote, If you are looking for a fun book with new tales based on a sci-fi classic, classic Battlestar Galactica is for you. End quote. Thank you, Jerome, as always. Before we go, let's do a dynamite tease of the week. The series is done, and the first issue is being scripted on a new series launch featuring a new property here at Dynamite. We were originally working to launch it in a crossover featuring the stars of one of this summer's biggest movies, but we'll be doing that crossover later in the year after launching the series. The book and property are film-based, and there were three of them. Any guesses? Take it to the forums. And that'll do it for this week. Thanks for listening. Email us and tell us what you think. We may just send you something for your thoughts. You never know. As always, we can be reached online at dynamiteentertainment.com, and I can be reached at submissions at dynamiteentertainment.com or letters at dynamiteentertainment.com. To find a comic shop near you, visit csls.diamondcomics.com or call 1-888-COMIC-BOOK.